good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 224 of the Daves I Know podcast, uh, your podcast for all things Daves and all things Minnesota United FC. Um, we have the regular crew, uh, MJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Cool. Uh, and Jess, how are you? Well, my side ponytail looks fantastic <laughs> on the Zoom. And say- I'm hanging in there. I'm a little slap happy. It's a ridiculously hard time of year. Yeah. Yes. Um Plus, it's so cold, so you want to just drink, and when you you know are done with work or whatever. And so. I kind of did. <laughs> is it Margarita Monday? It is Margarita, whatever the fuck I need. Dave. <laughs> uh, I also say uh, we uh, we got your uh, Christmas card, Jess, and I have a video that w- when we're in person again, I'll need to show you of uh, Ragnar and Clara opening the Christmas card. So it's very cute. Try to send it to you, but it's the file's too big. So either I need to email it to you, uh, or I'll show you to you next email time we're in, in person together. I so. want to watch. Email uh, so I can watch it on the break. <laughs> All right, so we are going to jump in. We, you know, I was, I was debating whether or not we should have a podcast today. Uh, I know there was roster news, uh, but then all of a sudden, um, MOS dropped their uh, MOS Next Pro uh, news, and then uh, Babel Overdoso. Like yeah, Babel Overdoso was in the news, so I figured we should jump on and talk. Hopefully, it won't be too long. I promise these guys won't be very long really depends on how much we all want to talk. So, and knowing the three of us, it'll be an hour and a half long podcast anyways. So, yeah, uh, let's just jump straight into it. Um, what the hell happened? So MNUFC news, and we'll start with the big, the big thing that dropped this morning. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso has been accused of, uh, well, originally it was uh, violence against a 16 year old kid in Argentina. Uh, found out later that it was uh, a pistol whipping. <laughs> of a kid, a 16-year-old kid in Argentina. Apparently, uh, Reynoso was with a, a, a group, big group of people. There's a big party in Cordoba, uh, where he lives now, uh, in Argentina. And uh, there's a big brawl. Uh, and uh, sounds like Reynoso uh, had some fisticuffs uh, as, part of the, as part of the brawl. Not the first time that Reynoso has had issues. He was, um, I don't think he was arrested. He was questioned uh, in a uh, 2017 drive-by shooting um, with, he was, he was driving apparently the car with some buddies. Uh, there was no charges. Nothing was, um, you know, there was no official uh, record or anything, but definitely he taught, he has talked about that, um, that thing happening in the past. So um, it's definitely something that's acknowledged. It's, he's got a, he runs, you know, he, he grew up uh, very poor in Argentina. So I'm certain he has some people in his life uh, still from that time who are not probably great influences. Um it really sucks, but and especially that's friends. That's his. That's his. I mean, yeah. Apparently, that's your home. You can't yeah. turn your back on your home. It's like I. I really. I mean, I don't want to be a cultural relativist, but like I really feel for him having to kind of live two lives, like right, two citizenship. Well, green card and. No, probably not a green card. He just has like a work visa, right? I'm you sure. Yeah, right? yeah. I think he. I only get. Yeah, definitely doesn't have, doesn't have a green card yet. So yeah. So but yeah. Appar- apparently his buddies. Home. Yeah. Apparently his buddies went uh, back and beat up the kid who reported them today. Also not great. Um, we still obviously we still don't know all the new all the details. This, we literally found out about that that second point there about his buddies going back and beating up the kid literally about an hour and a half before we started recording the podcast is when that news broke. So stop helping all, guys. Yeah, stop stop helping. Helping. <laughs> needs to tell him to stop helping. Um, it's all, you know, obviously a, a developing story. Um, Ministry United did put out a statement. It's uh, obviously as bland as possible because they don't all have all the details, but their statement was um, quote, we are aware of the alleged incident involving Manuel Reynoso. We are taking this matter seriously and are in the process of gathering as much information as we can. 
We have no further comment at this time. And I wouldn't expect anything less or anything more from Minnesota United. Um, obviously in this in this particular I wouldn't expect anything more from anybody. Right. Yeah, like, they don't have they don't have all the, the details. This is the yet. one day that Minnesota United uh like marketing decided to get the fuck out of their own way and just do the script. Right, right. So yeah, it's a, yeah, I it's think a, that should be commended. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is to be commended. <laughs> Uh, the one time their communications department didn't punch themselves in the dick. Uh, good job, boys. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So that's so that's we 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 got to mention at the top. This is obviously a hugely important. Reynoso is arguably one of the better best players in MLS currently. Um, it's a it's it's a it's an important story and it definitely affects how we you know go forward next year. So, MJ, I I heard MJ Anon has uh, has a hot take on this. Well, right now on the parlor there are not one, not two, but actually three theories, um, three conspiracy th theories being, What's Parler? being proposed. Uh, it's a social media used mostly by the alt-right. Interesting. Yeah, okay, go on. So it's where a lot of QAnon. It's, it's, it's Nazi It's Nazi Twitter, Jess, is what it is. Yeah, yeah it's. Oh my God, you've been holding out on me. It's a, it is, it is. MJ is, is joking, but this is an actual real thing. It's a real thing that actually exists, and it's Nazi Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I remember hearing about that on NPR now. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it in this context. I know what parlor is, those assholes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> and for those of you listening for the first time, MJ and on parlor is, is not a real thing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the real And for Jess. Listen, if, someone, that one too. if someone's <laughs> tuning in for the first time to our podcast and yeah, then they have other issues going on and also join our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash the days I know. Uh, yeah, on, on the MJ non parlor, three theories are being floated out because there's so little information. And when that happens, when there's little information, you are just ripe for multiple conspiracy theories trying to explain this. Some are saying this is the real reason he wanted to leave Argentina. Some were saying that Heath fabricated this story to distract from his coaching. And lastly, and importantly, some are saying that this is a George Soros plot for more anti-gun news. Who the fuck is George? Oh. David, you want to take this one? You, you, you sweet summer child. Um, this is, uh, I don't actually, I'm not going to right now. We can talk about it offline, <laughs> honestly. one on hold, extra yeah. credit. Let's put up. don't know about what? George Soros and and... I can do some Wikipedia. Yeah. In QAnon bullshit. Uh, we'll leave that as an exercise for the listeners. Yeah, well, let's let's put a pin in that one, and and we may come back to that at some point, but not uh, not in the podcast. <laughs> so. uh, in actually great uh, news, Dane St. Clair has signed a new three year contract with a one year club option. Uh, Dane was a uh, he so he so Chase Gasper and Hassani Donson resigned this year they were all um out of contract i think or the team had the option to to potentially tender them a contract dane as well um but dane is a generation adidas player now he's a he's actually a regular player this is all just this is all important for roster construction and it doesn't mean much of anything other than like he didn't he occupied a certain spot on the roster now he occupies a different certain spot on the roster. He's just, he's still on the roster. Um, but there was a big, there's a big to do about it. Cause we weren't sure if, if they, Dane was going to stick around. Um, and now there's a goalkeeping battle um, between him and Tyler Miller for next year. A battle? Uh, a battle, hopefully. Um, or they send, they trade Tyler Miller or they, Dane St. Clair. You know, this is the, the, the reason you sign him to a three-year contract Um is either you think he's going to be the goalkeeper of the future, or you think you can sell him at some point um, internationally? I think is is what the logic to me seems uh, like. I would say I would put eggs in both of those baskets with Dan. Yeah. And another two baskets to put in that he can both challenge and push Miller to be the best goalkeeper he can be, and also learn. You know, Tyler Miller can be a mentor to Dane Zinkler. Yeah, I'm not how much sure how much more Dane St. Clair needs to learn from Tyler Miller, but you know, I, neither here nor there. Uh, speaking of other roster moves, um, Mr. United had to make them. They made them last. They basically made them on when I believe Wednesday of last week, so a couple days after we recorded. Uh, notable players not brought. Uh, this is everybody who's not brought back. Um, 
Uh, Ethan Finley apparently offered him a contract, but uh, his camp begs to differ on that. He's out as a free agent. Ozzy Alonso also out as a free agent. Um, it sounds like the team is theoretically working to bring those guys back, probably at a, a reduced cost. Uh, Brent Coleman, uh, Jan Gregus. <laughs> yeah, they're negotiating. Yeah. Uh, Brent Coleman, Jan Gregus, Fernando Adi, Juan Agadello, Noah Bing- Billingsley, uh, Yuka Retala, and Adrian Zendejas all had their um, options declined. Uh, Brent Coleman is a surprising one just because um, he's so he's so cheap. Uh, he's only making like $150,000. Right. Um, well. And so now they're, they have. You get what uh, you pay for. It's true. So now they have I, a lot less depth at that fullback or center back. Um, it sounds like the team is also working to try to bring Brent Coleman back at a, at a different number as well. So I, who the hell knows? Greg Goose is definitely gone. Uh, apparently he's got some. Um, uh, Animosity? In, inter, no, inter, interest in uh, from European squad uh, sides, which. Oh, why would him. Why wouldn't you want to sign a guy who's a semi-regular starter for the Slovakian national team and play him. I don't yeah. know. Adina, and, I, and they yeah. will say his name right all of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not all of the time. But they will get, be able to not call him Jan. And for crying out loud, I won't have to listen to that brat behind me call him Jan every match. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah it, that's it, for those that know don't know the soft J, uh, it's Jan. <laughs> Jan. Yeah, and it's Grey like, Goose too. Like not Grey Goose, Grey Goose. <laughs> We're all like, yeah, shot, 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 shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ugly was Americans. That was fun. We used to score. We we do Grey Goose shots at the uh, like five dollar Grey Goose shots at the at the Black Heart. It was there's a game we scored two goals. I think we did. We basically like killed an entire bottle of Grey Goose at the Blackheart that night. So, which was fun. That was a couple of years. That was like a year and a half ago or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Grey Goose and Common are the, are the one. I mean, Grey Goose, we kind of knew he only played about 20 minutes the last half of the year. Uh, Common was a little bit of a surprise. Um, no surprise on Adi and Agadello. Uh, really no surprise with Yuka Ratala and Adrian Zendejas, um, especially. Uh, we'll talk about the MLS Next Pro thing coming up. Um, they don't necessarily need a, a, a fourth goalkeeper uh, on the roster, especially if they have St. Clair Miller and uh, Fred Emmings under contract. So uh, anything else stand out or surprising for either the players who they kept uh, or the players who uh, are not on the roster anymore? The big surprise for me is common for the aforementioned reason that he is cheap. And also I thought we got a bargain with him, you know, when way back in 2017, when Vadim Demidov was failing at being a captain and a center back, you know, Coleman stepped in, not in the captain role, but as a center back who actually looked like he knew what the fuck he was doing in MLS. And I would still say in general, you know, is he a top 10 center back in the league? No, he's probably not even top 20. But I feel that for the value, we get good sub minutes out of him. Yeah, he didn't really play much um, in the last half of the year. So uh, they must have sent their eye on some other center back to bring in because um, yeah, the only center backs they have on the roster really uh, who have played any MLS minutes are Boxall and Debassi. So, I'm really high on though one of one of the names that we'll get to later though in the, at center back. Okay, Jess, any surprises for you? Um, okay, for the second time this evening, who the fuck are <laughs> Nabile Kaibung? I'm not going to butcher it anymore. Kibanguchi. Yeah, Kibanguchi. Yeah, definitely Bowl. never even seen this name before, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, he made zero... he's staying? <laughs> he, yeah, he is, uh, yeah, he, as uh, MJ said, he was drafted last year. Uh, he's 23. Uh, he played, um, he pl- He went on loan with uh, Sacramento Republic this year. Uh, in, San Diego uh, Nope. Okay. Sacramento Republic. No, no, no. Sacramento Republic. My bad. Yep. Yes. What I said. Um, with Patrick Wea, actually, who um, who we'll talk about in a, in a in a in a second here. So he played uh, 16 games for them. He scored a goal. Um, by all intents and per- by all accounts, he did it. He acquitted himself fairly well um, as a as a defender for for them. So good. Do we think Inchi's going to give him minutes then? Uh, he'll probably play on the on the MLS Next Pro team, which we'll talk about in a, in oh, a, in a minute or yeah. so. Yeah. That's a little foreshadowing. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's Callum Montgomery? Callum Montgomery was 
drafted uh, fourth overall in the in the 2019 super draft by Dallas. And we got him in some sort of trade uh, in exchange for some other super draft picks and general allocation money. Okay. Well, uh, it's a shame that I don't fucking know his name. If he was number four in the overall draft picks, we went to Dallas it, two years ago. There's so anyway, no, there's, I wish I knew no, his name. There's no reason you should know Callum Montgomery's name. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there, there, there's that. He spent all year with San Diego Loyal on, on loan uh, under the tutelage of one. Uh, Landy David. Cakes. Yep. Landy Donovan. Cakes. Uh, sure. And Zeal Jackson. Now, this one is the most familiar, but it's also very unfamiliar. What What is he? How did we get him? David, you take this one. Yeah, we got him from the Red Bulls. Uh, he uh, is a homegrown player. So he fits in. So in terms of roster building spots, we don't have to count him on our roster. Um, I believe he got a few minutes for uh, us. Um, but yeah, we acquired him in April of, uh, at the end of April in 2021. So he's been in okay. the Red Bull Academy since he was 13 years old. Um, wow. he's played, uh, uh, he played with Toulouse, uh, in their academy for a little bit in like the Toulouse in, uh, in France. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I don't, yeah, yeah, in France. So yeah. So he's a, he's a, um, my bad. Yeah. Um, he is a, uh, sorry, I'm having a, aneurysm here um no i'm not having it um, <laughs> are we all he's a midfielder um <laughs> he's a midfielder again he's a, he's a homegrown player so he doesn't take up you know he, his... when you say homegrown you, you mean like he was he was grown in the the red bulls academy yeah but that that tag stays with you if you if you go to a different uh if you go right, to because you're team. domestic you're not the import it, it, more importantly it it has certain roster implications that mean salary wise and counting things it it helps if you have more homegrown players and it's yeah. their it's mls's way to try to make right sure but you don't have to actually grow them like in your mnufc too they could be grown by the red bulls academy and right. they're still homegrown if we correct grab them up correct Got yeah it. it just gives you more roster flexibility basically so um MLS but I was gonna say he's another he's another kid who's probably gonna play mostly with MN UFC two next year. So all the, the, the main thing with all three of those guys, Jess, is all three of those guys are under 23 years old. Um right. Montgomery is what 20. Azil Jackson is just turned 20 in October. Um and Kubinguchi is 23. He's like the oldest of those three. So um those are gonna be roster, those those will be probably regular starters for the MN UFC so. two team. So oh the two team. Oh, yeah. Fine. Uh, so speaking of guys who played on loan last year, young guys, Patrick Wea, uh, who he apparently injured his ACL. He had surgery uh, very recently and will miss most of 2022. Um, you know, ACL surgeries have gotten a lot better in terms of recovery uh, or quicker in terms of recovery time. But it's I would very, very unlikely that we see him um, at all for, for Minnesota United. And best case scenario is probably, you know, September, um, September ish would probably be like a very quick fast track scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, other roster news contract discussions with Rafael Navarro um, uh, from Botafogo in uh, Brazil and Kevin Ariaga, who plays for I can't remember the team name he plays for he's a Honduran uh, international um, have stalled uh, so yeah so we're not we don't really have any uh, any more news to on there other than that Navarro um, rejected the last contract offer that Minnesota United had and he'll actually be a free agent in January so he can sign with mm -hmm. anybody um, so Hopefully, uh, Minnesota United can figure out uh, the next steps there. And then finally, in the big uh, other big piece of news that announced was announced. Uh, this was announced about 14 months ago, I think, is when MLS mentioned that they were going to start a a a, league, a division three um, league. Everybody kind of was like, "Okay, whatever. Um, good luck." This is like <laughs> right, right, like in like the middle of the pandemic is when they announced it. Uh, it was mm -hmm. announced today. It's called MLS Next Pro. Um, so the academy system is called MLS Next. MLS Next Pro is basically the bridge between the academy system and the MLS team. 
the, the, the first team. However, it's not strictly a reserve or like U23 league. You could have kids playing in this league who are as young as 16 all the way up to people in their 30s. It's a it's going to be a league that will be um, most of it will probably be kids uh, that come up through the system um, or players who try out. Um, it could also be, be a place where you want you want to have someone training with the first team, give them some minutes of game time. But also, you don't want to put them on the MLS roster right away. So you you, you put them on your on your 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 second team basically, and then you can um, see whether they'll be a good fit for the program with the roster. So it's going to be a it's I think it's going to be kind of a hodgepodge of um, players kind of filtering. Yeah, I mean it'll be a hodgepodge of players filtering in and out as as well as a place where you can you can get your academy kids um, solid minutes. For example, Fred Emmings hasn't played. Uh, until this week uh, or last week, he played with the the U nineteen the, the MNUFC U nineteen team uh, in a tournament where actually they won a couple of games that he both they started. He hadn't played. This is the the eighteen year old or seventeen year old goalkeeper that we have. He hadn't played a a game of soccer like a, a an actual live game against other teams in almost two years, which is not great for development if you are a seventeen year old goalkeeper. <laughs> The MLS Next Pro, it seems like will be a, a place where it'll be kind of a, a combination of academy graduates or people who are in your academy, as well as bringing in, um, you know, veteran players who want to have a shot at, I mean, kind of, kind of I mean, I, that's not a great analogy, but I would kind of think of it as like baseball minor leagues, like the AAA um, mm-hmm. squad, basically. The like, these are the players. Yeah, the Saints for the Twins if, in Minnesota here. Like these are most of those players on the Saints squad are players that the twins have developed that they brought up through their system. Um, but then there's a, they have a, you know, anywhere from five to 10 players who are, you know, what they call quad a, you know, quad a four, a ball players, guys who've been bouncing around different systems who haven't quite cracked the majors yet, but they're going to play with the saints. And, you know, if there's an opportunity with the twins, they can maybe bounce in and play in the major. So it's not a great analogy because um, for reasons, but it's probably the easiest analogy for people who are not, um, major, major soccer fans. <laughs> I mean, most, most leagues it's around the world have, for me. yes, that's a great, yeah, perfect. Uh, most leagues around I, the world I have, own that. <laughs> most leagues around the world have reserve teams, um, or second teams basically that play either in a reserve league yeah, or they but play maybe in, those in a league further down. Yeah, but maybe those teams actually know how to rotate their fucking bench. Like we don't even have that many players on our fucking one MLS top league United team. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to manage young people or old people or anyone. So why are we adding a whole nother layer of what in the fuck to this equation? And she can't handle it. And she can't handle what he has. The, 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 he, go ahead, MJ. Is that Inchi will not be coaching this no, MNUFC two team. Okay, which is great. But that doesn't mean Inchi's going to give them any time after they've been coached by somebody else or use this whole situation to our advantage. Well, I mean, I, I will um, mark this down, everybody. I'm, I will give him the benefit of the doubt here that we've never had oh. this. We've never had a, we've never had this a, a true second team. Obviously, we've had agreements with like Ford Madison and, and other and other teams, and we have um, when we've had injury crises and stuff. Uh, we have you know, called back our players. Like I think Kubaguchi was actually on the bench for a game. Um, when we had some center back issues. Um, we called him back from Sacramento for, for a match. So, and I don't think we, we there's not a, is they, this freaky Friday? Did you and I switch bodies this morning? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Um, because but we also, what the fuck? We also, are, yeah, again, you are neutral inchy and I am anti-inchy in this situation yeah because we have no fucking idea what the situation is going to be because they have like been no summer child there's there's no there's been no announcements about you taught me well you are the sweet summer child i'm glad all right i'm glad there's been no there's been no actual announcements about like what uh how much roster movement can happen between these two like if this is a true like minor league system where you can call a player up um because they're going to keep it super vague for child labor laws and Right. So, yeah. So like, there's only been the announcement that this is happening in 2022. So we know that that is happening. There's been no announcements on where teams will play. Um, uh, there is the other the other interesting wrinkle here. And then MJ, we can talk about the who we actually will be managing the squad here in a second is that uh, Rochester 
the former, formerly the Rochester Rhinos, uh, co-owned by uh, Jamie Vardy himself, um, will be in this league as well. They do not, obviously, they are not an MLS team. They do not have an MLS affiliate. So we, no one knows how that is going to work. Um, obviously, those players will be signed by the Rhinos team. Having pro in the, in the title of the league implies that these players can be played so paid. So it's not a semi-pro league. This is not a um, you know college development league. This is going to be professional players whose presumably contracts can be bought um, or traded or whatever in between in between other teams. So it will be an opportunity for more players to get seen by MLS teams. Um, the Rochester Ryan. The, I'm going to keep calling them the Rochester Rhinos. The Rochester Rhinos, uh, even though that's not their team any, anymore, will be the first independent team. Uh, there'll be more independent teams joining as well. I think they're trying to build this out so that there's like can minimize travel as much as possible. Um, again, because these are will be second teams, they're not going to have a uh, huge priority in terms of the you know resources and things like that. So, an independent team is being used in this manner, not like Minnesota Woso, where it's like a community owned team. This is it's not affiliated with any MLS team. Correct. Yeah. So you know, like you guys league. and me could start our own team. Theoretically. Yes. Um, if I had apply... a, or maybe I would have to have a penis probably, but theoretically, right. We could just be 30. I don't know. Jess, you're, you're maybe more Dave than, than David Zeller. So I, you know, if we started the Dave's uh, FC. I, th- I think you're, you'd fit right in. Yeah. I think, I think we definitely should. So let's, uh, let's have a, let's put a pit in that conversation and come back to that after we record. As I well, am just, so. I'm just, I am hyper skeptical about all this jazz. It's MLS. You, you should always be hyper skeptical of anything that MLS is doing. I'm like, so. I'm like, why don't y'all do what you do well first? Okay. <laughs> well, so one of my criticisms is that we've never had a reserve team. And so we've always had to find places to loan out the players that aren't getting minutes from Heath. And so we have to find another team that they can go play on because let's be honest, even though we like to hate on Heath, some players when they come out of college or when they first come from another league, aren't ready to play in MLS, or they're certainly not ready to start. And you can only get so much evaluation in practice and in training. It's good to see them play in a real live game and now, hopefully, the players that aren't getting minutes from Heath will get that playing time easier. So I am hesitantly optimistic. <laughs> okay. I think I think that's I think you should be. I think we should be cautiously optimistic. Um, wait and see what, because they also one of the other things they also mentioned, and I believe Jeff Ruder wrote an article about it, is that this is a league where they can try things so that they can they can try interesting rule changes or interesting um you know lineup things that they might be able to do that they can't necessarily do no, in mls whoa, proper whoa, now we're changing the rules i'm just ah no this is no, bad for my anxiety just, just, move on? yes all right settle down it's not they're not they're not changing the rules of soccer but like there there'll be ways that they can um they can test things out that, that they would are interested in bring to mls in a controlled environment that mls controls that's the whole point of this um oh like they could again, start var and see how it works out before we adopt it Right. Yeah. They could do things like that. Um, they could, they could do like automated VAR. If they're, if, if there's teams that are playing in, in stadiums that, you know, are, are, have the capacity for it, they could, these are things that they could try that you, why yes, don't we you can't necessarily try. On like the, hockey. Yeah. Fuck. Why not? Whatever you name it. It's on the table for MLS. All right. Next Pro, I'm so. down as long as they test okay. that. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> we didn't talk about the coach. Uh, the squad is going to be coached by the former first team video an- analyst, uh, Cameron Knowles. Uh, MJ, tell us how we might know Cameron Knowles other than uh, first team video analyst. Well, first of all, I'm glad he's not first team video, video analyst anymore because not saying he's bad at his job, but somewhere there's a communication disconnect. If you were watching any video from our first team the past five years and and what should be go, actually going on in the pitch in, in, in theory. So I'm glad he's stepping away from that role. Previously, before coming to Minnesota United, he had spent nine years with the Portland Timbers, either as an assistant under Mr. Savarese, or as actually the head coach of Portland Timbers 2. So this whole I'm on the second team coach thing, he's done that before. 
He also played for the Portland Timbers when they were in the second division, when Minnesota used to play uh, Portland. So, so there's that. So some of the older, older dark clouds, the gray clouds, if you will, might, uh, might recognize the, the man from his, uh, his travails on the uh, Portland Timbers roster back before MLS days. So, uh, okay, let's jump in. Let's do, um, we'll talk about Dark Cloud stuff real quick and then we'll take a break. Uh, Dark Cloud's end of the year awards and silent auction is taking place on Wednesday, this Wednesday, starting at the, the award uh, ceremony program stuff starts at 6 p.m. Uh, the silent auction is currently live. Uh, it, was, it went live yesterday evening. Um, there's lots of really cool stuff on there. Um, the <laughs> auction will end on at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. So if you are in, if you're at the Black Heart and you win an item, you can just pick it up right there. Um, if you are not at the Black Heart, we will have the Dark Clouds will be having a, a pickup day um, on actually on Saturday uh, for the MLS Cup final. Um, there'll be an opportunity to pick stuff up. Otherwise, it'll get email or get um, shipped out to you. Um, so if you're interested in bidding on an item, but you're, you're not going to be at the event uh, on uh on Wednesday, that's totally fine. Um, you can go to app.galabid.com slash DCMN. And that is where you can register. Um, you don't need to put a credit card or anything in if you want to just sort of keep an eye on, on the items. If you want to bid on something, you'll need to enter a credit card, your credit card information. Um, I highly recommend then, just getting that done from the get-go. Yep. Yep. And then you can um, and then you can actually sign up to get text, uh, text alerts when you're when you're outbid on, on an item. Um, so Which you can just sort of I tried out today, worked like a charm. I put in a bid on the, you know, Miguel's jersey, even though I would have to wear it like a nightgown. Um, <laughs> I put in a bid and within three hours, I was notified by text that I had been outbid on item number such and such. Yeah. So there and you go. You and then you can you can click right on that if you want to if you want to rebid. Um, if you're at the events, we'll have uh, we'll have actually like a QR like a sheet with a QR code that you can scan that will take you directly to that item if you want it. Um, so it's really nice. cool. It's, it's an the website is is a, is 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 super neat. Um, you know, as of right now, we're just looking at what we've had people have bid on. Um, we've raised almost over two thousand dollars at this point, and all of the money is going to be going to the Como uh, and Central um, soccer programs. Um, Como High School and Central High School. So yeah, so we're gonna split it in half and we'll give so you know Como and Central are the two closest high school soccer programs in uh mm -hmm. in in St. Paul. And so we decided um this year that we were gonna and I think it's specifically to the girls programs, actually, if I'm not mistaken, too. So um a couple of the things. Um and I'll put the I'll actually put the in the app, the the website in our uh show notes in case you don't want to read it, but it's app.galabid.com. That's G-A-L-A bid.com like a slash, gala like a gala um uh, slash dcmn is if that's the uh that's the place and um there's only a couple things that don't have a uh, don't have a bid on them right now but we have i just run through a few of the of the cool things we have a ford madison uh signed team kit um we have an fc Aral jerry tason jersey uh signed by uh jerry uh we have a summit soft pack uh cooler filled with summit beer which is, a, I actually got a chance to hold this. I picked it up from our summit rep and it's really cool. Uh, we filled it with a bunch of um, uh, EPA and winter winter ale. Uh, summit Brewery Tour, um, the Miguel Abara jersey that uh, Jess mentioned, a handmade crocheted blanket, which I will tell you, I actually have one of these blankets. Uh, Teresa Peterson was the one who, who made it. Um, it's in Loon's Colors. It is fucking nice and warm and, and heavy. It's perfect for the winter time. If you want to cozy up and, uh, uh, you know, just take a, you know, lays about. It's a really good napping blanket, FYI. Uh, mm. Chris Ramirez signed uh, Aberdeen jersey, which is really cool. Um, let's hot. see. What's that? Red what, hot. What yeah, red hot. He's, yeah, yeah, he's red hot. He just scored two goals over the weekend. So and the, and the kit um, is red, right? Yeah, the kit is red as well. Yeah, it's the Aberdeen kit. Uh, Megan Rapino Miro practice signature. So Megan Rapino signed the Miro at the Black Card. But she did, she had, she practiced on a couple pieces, uh, like some cardboard. Uh, and there's only three of these that exist in the world. Uh, and the other two are never going to see the light of day. So this is your only opportunity to own this. It's uh, about. Did ask her if this is okay? Yes, we did. Yep. Oh, good. But Wes did. Yes, he did. So, of course um, Wes did. Wes is just good like that. But he'll never hear me say it because he doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast. So it's, it's super cool. Um, 
we have a couple Kyle Altman jerseys. Uh, if you are an older school, Dark Cloud uh, or Minnesota United fan, um, the one is the 2020, the 2012 uh, jersey after they won the uh, NASL Cup. And then we have a 2016 white MNUFC Kyle Altman shirt uh, jersey. That Altman has actually agreed to autograph if you if you wanted to. So if you win that jersey, we will send it to Kyle Altman, have him autograph it, and then send it back uh, to to you. So lots of really cool stuff. We have a few things that are we're still in the works that we'll hopefully have up here, um, you know, by the uh, um, you know w- within a day or so. Uh, but yeah, oh, go to there's that, more. Go to that website. Oh yes, there is. Uh, there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more. Yes. And then, I mean, the most important thing, the one that you definitely should bid on is that there's a days I know, uh, podcast appearance. And if you live in the Twin Cities, and if you live in the Twin Cities metro area, I will, I will bring you beer as well. Um, you can do the, do the podcast live. You can do it with us over zoom. You can pick the topic. Um, it could be a, a totally non, um, Minnesota United topic if you want, or if you want to jump on for like a preview podcast or something, that's what KJ. Like basically do year. what the fuck ever you want. And right, we can be exactly. there. We could not be there. And then, um, yeah, and then there's the Blackheart Karaoke Party, which is also a super okay. fun thing. <laughs> so, that is the most coveted item of all, if you ask me. And last I checked this afternoon, our very own Mr. Texas Zeller was at the top bid for said karaoke party. So... I just want I just want our, our listeners to know, FYI, whether you're bidding for you or for me. I turned 40 this this year, so oh my god. Let's <laughs> let's combine forces. We may have to. So if someone wants to outbid I, this it's this should go for a lot more than the $170 it's currently going at. So I have a I have a I have a strict I have a hard limit as to where I can go. So, but I, if we can get it way past that limit, I would be super happy. Collective and, bargaining, uh, Zeller. Would, Collective would not bargaining. Care. Again, let's put a pin in this and we'll have a conversation off, off, uh, off air okay. about it. So how we can unite for the better of Blackheart and the better of everyone. Right. Exactly. So, okay. Well, let's take a quick break. Um, when we come back uh, again, this is only about, you know, so it's about, about 40 minutes. I think we can get through the rest of this before we're done in an hour or so. Bing, right, bang, quick break. When we come back, we'll talk MLS playoffs, Minnesota Woso, and uh, Everton. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. And we are back uh, to talk a little bit of MOS playoffs very quickly. Um, Saturday, uh, Portland to RSL zero Portland hosting um, uh, at Providence park. They take care of business uh, and knock off the upstart uh, and very brash David Ochoa and RSL. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch much or any of this game, MJ uh, or Jess. Did you guys get a chance to have any thoughts on this game? I did not, but you know, kudos to RSL for beating Sporting Kansas City and being the little engine that could in this tournament. Or no, no, case, no kudos to them. They're handsy motherfuckers, and I don't like them. Uh, I like Pablo Mastriani. I think he got he's got a, a, a terrible. Uh, I think he's a good dude generally as a as a manager. I'm not sure I want him as a manager, but um, good for him. But yeah, I I, I agree. And Portland by. Um, by winning this game, they will host the MLS Cup final on uh, on Saturday. So good, good on them, and good on as much as I really don't enjoy Portland uh, as a team. Um, they have some of the best fans in MLS. I think um, the the where they play is really cool. So I think it'll be a really cool atmosphere for Portland and our uh, our uh, our boy Gio Savarisi to hopefully uh, host his first MLS Cup on Saturday. I mean, and what could be better than being knocked out in the first round by the ultimate champions? I mean, That's really, true. we couldn't ask for a better loss. Yeah, basically, it was ours. If we would have beaten Portland, we would be here right now. So, um, yeah, let's, yeah let's we all know. Leave, let's leave it at that. Uh, and then their opponent will be NYCFC, who defeated Philadelphia Union two to one in Philly uh, on Sunday. Uh, I watched the- this one. The, the story from this game, and Jess, I'll let you talk after this, but 
basically uh, 11 MLS uh, of their MLS Philly players uh, were either tested positive for COVID uh, or were stuck in COVID protocol, um, including Andre Blake, their starting goalkeeper, Joe Bednick, their backup goalkeeper, uh, and basically six of their uh, 11 players who started the previous match uh, were unable to play. They literally brought in uh, uh, former loon, loon legend, Greg Rajin Singh uh, as their backup goalkeeper on their roster um, because they're using the third string goalkeeper uh, for, for this match. So uh, just, I watched, I watched very little of this one as well. Unfortunately, this weekend was a little busy with Christmas stuff and all that. Um, do you guys have any specific thoughts? I on lied. I didn't watch this one. The one I watched was uh, and. YCV New England. So, oh, okay. Yeah. The previous game. Whoopsies. Go, MJ. New York City. I watched that game too. And Valentin Castellanos got a red card. He took a horrible second yellow and was sent off the pitch. And so he. New yeah, York, he was not available for this game. He was their best attacking player, right? And at first, it looked like the big news was oh, New York City is going to be without Valentin Castellanos. And then the news dropped that Philly was going to be missing half their squad. Yeah, 11 players, six starters. I did catch the end of this. I saw the last, uh, the last, the, the two NYC FC goals, which were, were great team goals. Um, and NYC FC, you know, listening to some, um, some uh, MLS podcasts um, this week that were actually were like, I'm about like four days behind or whatever. NYCFC was a team that people, teams in the Eastern Conference didn't really want to face. So I, as, as right. much as it sucks and, you know, the what ifs, if uh, Andre Blake is in goal and um, if, you know, you know, uh, Ali Badoya is on the field and, and some of the other Philly, the Philly players, Jacob Glesnes as well. Um, you know, you can, you can say what if, but man, Philly's had some terrible, terrible luck when it comes to like Eastern Conference finals, semifinals, open cups, open cup finals, things like that. They just they <laughs> yeah. can't get over the hump and win, win the big game that they need to win. So, um, so I think we should them. blame Jakob Glesnes. If we can just put this all on Jakob Glesnes and blame him and his hair, that would be great. Okay. Sounds good to me. I mean, who am I to complain? Um, so that takes us. All to... you need in life is good hair. <laughs> it takes us to the it final. It will take which... you further than you think. <laughs> yep. Uh, which will take us to the final on Saturday, December 11th, Portland versus NYCFC again at Providence Park in Portland. Uh, coverage starts at two. Kickoff will be uh, a little later, around 2.23 Central Time. Uh, game is on ABC, uh, Unimas, and Teu Dan. If you have, uh, so it's over the air. If you uh, have bunny ears, uh, you can watch the uh, watch the match on ABC. So very, very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and with that, uh, tell us, uh, MJ, how we have done, and I think we're all both. Elim- or I think we're all eliminated. Wait, wait, from- wait, 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 wait. What? Are you guys going to the Black Card on Saturday to watch it? I will probably not because we have tickets to the Model Railroad Museum uh, Santa <gasps> Night Train, and that goes. That's from three to five. So, <gasps> if anything, might I might be able to get there for uh, the second half, depending on how quickly we get through the night train. Don't, don't, don't but um, unfortunately I probably will not be there on Saturday um MJ I'll go okay you want to go yeah let's go all right what time is our time I have to write uh, these things down 2 p.m 2 p.m okay I kick myself every weekend because I forget to take notes during our podcast on Mondays I'm like oh what was happening in soccer world this Jess, you just need again? to get over hearing your voice and re-listen to the pod once in a while. What? <laughs> no, never. I will never be over that. Gross. <laughs> all right. 2 p.m. Blackheart. Got it. And listen to And all are welcome. We had a Dave's I Know bracket contest where we picked each round NCAA Final Four style. It's a little weird because because of the first team and well, we're a little weird get a get a buy there's only six teams to pick not eight in the first round but uh who should do best in that first round but our own jess picking four of six correct mj only picked three of six correct and zealot only picked two of six correct and that ended up being the difference that first round 
And so the standings are points wise. We have Jess at six, MJ at five, Zeller at two. Jess wins. Whoop, whoop. The MLS Cup bracket challenge. Any, any, Jess, any any words uh, on just how much of yeah. a podcast? So my technique is when you are ignorant, embrace your ignorance, right? Just know that you don't know and pick some things and it all works out. Awesome. And I believe we agreed that means Zeller is buying us shots the next time, right? Oh, that's right. We bet real stuff on this to make it more exciting. Yeah. So Zeller owes us shots. I think that's what, what that means. Shot, 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 shot. Some Gregus shots. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, slow our ro- let's slow our rolls there. Hey, hey. Um, we'll, we'll let Zeller pick the shot since he, he's buying, but yeah. Sure, sure. All right. All right. I can do that. Uh, okay, so Minnesota Woso, uh, we uh, saw the designs. Uh, if you haven't seen them on Twitter, um, just Google MN Woso uh, on Twitter. You can see the the really cool designs uh, in the YouTube uh, presentation that w- went out to all the investors uh, uh, Tuesday of last week. Uh, they're really cool. Um, Arctic Minnesota, Aurora FC, and Foxfire are the three team names. And then... Um, each team, each team name had a specific designer. So there's three really amazing female designers um, who presented their uh, their basically their their package of uh, a, you know a badge, potential branding, um, you know you know potential merch, things like that. So they put it on like t-shirts and tank tops and and stuff like that. Uh, cool. It's really I cool. We should auction the prototypes next year. <laughs> uh arctic minnesota is, is obviously it's, it's got a, a an arctic feel with iceberg there's a polar bear involved uh aurora fc um is it's a cool uh design that's you know harkens back to the uh you know the uh whichever the aurora borealis aurora borealis yep um the northern lights and then foxfire um which is my personal favorite but i'm a sucker for art deco um, I don't think Foxfire is going to win, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but uh, it also Foxfire is basically the um, uh, the Finnish translation of the Northern Lights. It it translates to Foxfire, um, and there's a there's a Finnish uh, um, tale or Finnish like um, myth or tale about uh, the, the why the Northern Lights are because a fox came across and with his tail, and it's it's. The actual like the the idea and the concept is really cool. The, I think the branding is super cool, but I don't think it's going to end up winning. Yeah, um, I love Art Deco. Yeah, if, so if you like Art Deco, definitely check out the Foxfire uh, brand stuff because it's really fucking cool. Um, I think Aurora will probably end up being the winner, and, and all three of them are very very cool designs. Uh, all three, the 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 women who um, put the work in on these clearly did a shit ton of work and, and it was a lot of labor so n- no you know e- whichever one wins i'm not going to complain we could uh, rouge our lips and roll our stockings down with art deco that's all i'm saying know, right? like jelly beans for your lips we could all get bobs this could be really great yeah it would be and i've not seen any of them by the way um definitely check them out jess if you yeah uh, they're really they're very very cool Foxfire is also a novel by Joyce Carol Oates and it's fire. Turned, it's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. About rebellious young girls. So I, I do not know if that was also part of it. It's probably more the, the Finnish Northern Lights idea, but yeah, Extra I can pretty much assure you. It's not English the, major the, points. It's a, not the Joyce novel is probably not a, a, a influence, but good to know. You don't know. I don't, but Anyways, um, all right. It, it, it's on my to-watch list as something with Angelina Jolie that I haven't seen yet. So. Okay. All right. Yes, we know what we're getting MJ for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Uh, to last a uh, little bit here, uh, World, the World Soccer, uh, U.S. Business team has, uh, they have a match in a couple weeks uh, against uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, uh, just a uh, December friendly uh, a U.S. men's national team roster with with primarily MLS players. Uh, there are a couple of international or there are a couple of European-based players who are um, either not really playing for their teams right now or playing on the second teams. 
So the teams were <clears throat> much more willing to uh, let them get called up. Um, but again, no loons. There was, there was, you know, there was an outside shot that Chase Gasper or, or uh, Hassani Dotson might make this roster, um, but neither of them did. However, two Minnesota kids, Jackson Ewell, who has, I believe, 15 or so caps for the U.S. men's national team, and Caden Clark, uh, who plays for New York Red Bulls, but will be going to um, uh, the uh, RB Leipzig uh, in January, um, get his, gets his first call up, uh, potentially his first cap with the U.S. men's national team. So good on the Minnesota kids. Uh, unfortunately, no loons, uh, but that game will be on uh, December 18th, I believe, um, at 7 p.m. against uh, Bosnia and Erzegovina. So I think somewhere in California, if I'm not mistaken. All right. And then the women's FA Cup final took place this weekend, MJ. Um, Arsenal versus Chelsea at Wembley. And uh, Chelsea, I saw Sam Kerr do some Sam Kerr stuff, but I didn't get a chance to watch the game generally. So tell us a little bit about the game. Very early on, I want to say the 12th minute. Don't quote me that. Frank Curry just gets kind of a lucky bounce and an unfortunate bounce off uh, Manon, a defender for Arsenal. But she then takes that behind the back line of Arsenal and just a beautiful shot. And Chelsea are up 1-0. They dominated most of the possession, most of the attacking chances. It was really hard for Arsenal to string their passes and progress the ball. They dominated the game. Kerr puts in two goals, both that you should watch. You should just watch the highlights of this game. It's 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 fucking incredible. I don't like Chelsea. I'm not the biggest Sam Kerr fan, other than she's very good at what she does. But you should still watch this. Like, watching women play well is super fun. And Kerr, after the match, oh, oh, I'm buried the lead. During the anthems, during, during the anthem, right? So this is the FA Cup. It's in England. Kerr, if you don't know, is from Australia, and her dad is Indian. And during God Save the Queen, the last part of God Save the Queen is all the fans are singing along. You know, she, the camera pants her. She's the last, you know, the striker, the last person that the camera is, is going down the line on. And she just gives this eye roll. And it's this just great little eye roll, side eye to, to God Save the Queen. It's fucking hilarious. And you can watch, you can see that on YouTube too. But uh, after the game, Kerr was asked, you know, why you seemed so amped up. You played really well. And one of the reasons she said was, my girlfriend's here. That's why I had to put on a show. I didn't know that she's dating Christy Mewis of the U.S. women's national team. Really? Power so couple Mewis, there, man. Yeah, Chris, Christy was in the stands. And uh, yeah, so that was part of uh, Kerr's uh, impetus to Damn. perform. And boy, did she do what we know she can do so fun yeah, game to watch. I, said I, I saw one of the goals that sam kerr had and i was just like oh my god that is fucking amazing so good on good on her good on chelsea again you'll never hear me say good on chelsea but um, i know i know you, when, it, like, when, uh, it, when uh, it comes when it comes to women's soccer they're just they're so fucking good it's it's hard to you, you can't it's hard they're hard to hate too uh, unfortunately so well yeah and i think the genders like should have their own identity right like chelsea women should not be equated with chelsea men <laughs> you say that but it's so hard well it like is. they could the do tribalism like, is real they're, yeah, but, they're still owned i even like chelsea and i'm saying that they're still owned by roman uh abramovich so right but they're their own they're their own team yeah it's not so like true. they all train together this, or get paid together. This is a, a, a valid point, Jess, because when you're watching women's soccer, I think it is more fun if you do not carry your men's soccer baggage with you. You should look on it with fresh eyes. It's a whole different team just because they have the same colors. Uh, all right, moving along to Germany. Uh, Union Berlin. Um kick the shit out of Jesse Marsh and the uh, the aforementioned uh, Red uh, RB Leipzig. Uh, and Jesse Marsh gets uh, gets the gets the boot uh, after only but three months in charge, basically, of the team. Um, 14 matches, oh, yeah, I he, think, something like that. He was in charge yeah, was, of Salzburg forever, right? And then he, he had the upgrade. Well, he, he was in charge of Salzburg for like about 18 months, I believe. And then, yeah, he got uh, he got the the promotion to uh, 
uh, RB Leipzig. Um, they are sitting, I believe, in 11th place. They, this is a team that was expected to contend for the title. Um, they are not doing well. They've lost three in a row. They've lost to Union Berlin uh, twice in a row for the first time in forever. Um, Union Berlin uh, was in Bundesliga two, like two, three years ago. So not a side that a, a team that thinks they should be winning the Bundesliga should be losing to. And so uh, Jesse Marsh was fired. Um, and MJ had a good question about where do we want I mean, I guess, where do we want Jesse Marsh to go next, or where do we think Jesse Marsh will go next? Um, I was going to say, where do we think, like, assuming he stays in Europe, you know, because if we say, where do we want him to go next, the obvious answer is, wouldn't it be great if he coached Minnesota United? And, you know, Dr. Bill reneged. I don't even know the guy, and I agree. Uh, That's that's not happening. But we know that's not happening. So let's be realistic, at least, whether you – think it's where he should go or where you want him to go and I guess I was saying should because he's a U.S. coach we want to see U.S. coaches do well in general where where should he go from here that's a that's a good question uh he obviously he speaks German so I think staying either in Germany or in a German-speaking country um makes a lot of sense for him obviously he can speak English I don't, I mean, it sucks that he didn't, I don't think he got a fair shake at, he definitely did not get a fair shake at, at Leipzig. Um, I don't think he was, I don't think he was overmatched for that level. I would be interested in, in seeing him stick around in the Bundesliga. Um, I don't know how many other managers are uh, at risk of being fired in the Bundesliga. Um <laughs> Bundesliga two um, might be an interesting uh, move for him. It would certainly be a step down uh, Salzburg and the Austrian league is probably, I don't know. They're it's what, probably the 10th or ninth, probably around like the ninth or 10th best league in Europe. MJ. I mean, it's top heavy with maybe lower, Salzburg. but yeah, sure. It's top heavy with Salzburg. Salzburg is, is a really good, it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know. The Austrian uh, Bundesliga is comparable to the, the Bundesliga as, as like the Scottish premiership is to EPL, right? There's like two sure. good teams um, yeah. and there's a lot of dreck. So if you're not coaching one of the two good teams, it doesn't make sense for you to, to go, to go anywhere else. So I don't know. I don't think it makes sense for him to go back to Austria. But No, I think he needs, I think, yeah, I, I think he either sticks around in Germany um, or makes a move to another, uh, um, you know, big five, big seven, uh, league in Europe I, where I would like to see him go and I have no idea what the contract is with the current coach at Schalke I'd like to see him go to Schalke and try to bring that club back to promotion and in, into uh, the first Bundesliga Schalke who just lost to St. Pauli this weekend <clears throat> yes see uh, St. Pauli who are top of the table uh, six points clear of second place right now uh in Bundesliga Zwei and are looking more and more like they might be playing in the Bundesliga next year. So um I just had to get my St. Pauli uh plug in. So they have a couple more matches if you want to check them out with us uh at the at the Blackheart. We watched the we watched them on delay. And actually we watched um so they played uh Saturday at 1:30. So we watched the game the next day and like about 12 hours after the games are done. They actually put up the English commentary with the game. So you can actually, like, normally we watch it and we have the, the German commentary on because we watch it like an hour after the game is over. But if you wait long enough, mm-hmm. they put up the English commentary. So these next couple of games, I think we'll probably watch uh, the following morning because they're afternoon games with uh, with English commentary. So if you want to get on the St. Pauli train, Ooh. it's fun. Choo choo. Uh, all right. Jess, do you have any thoughts on Jesse Marsh? Don't know. Uh, Chris Armas, uh, former, speaking of Jesse Marsh and the New York Red Bulls, uh, Chris Armas, uh, Jesse Marsh's former protege, um, who took over for Marsh after he left to go to uh, uh, Salzburg, um, was hired to be on Ralph Regnick's staff at Man U. So that's an interesting hire. He is uh, one of only a few Americans coaching in, in Europe right now. The other... Well, the other big one is uh, Pellegrino Matarazzo, who's coaching Stuttgart. Um, he's the only other, he's the only American 
now managing a roster in Europe. But Chris Armas is on the Manchester United staff, so good on him. Uh, he was the one that was recently fired from Toronto, yes? Yes, after 12 games <laughs> for shitting the bed. Well, and, and now Toronto has Bob Bradley, yes? They have Bob Bradley. Uh, they finished with uh, the second worst uh, points in the league, uh, second only to FC Cincinnati, who, again, won the wooden spoon this year. So that Man, team, they, they're collecting a lot of spoons. Can't catch a fucking break. Uh, this is why they're going after Jim Curtin. Um, all right. And then finally, let's talk Everton. MJ, uh, we had the Merseyside Derby on Wednesday. Uh, Liverpool four, Everton, sorry, Everton one, Liverpool four. If you do it in the order of where they're playing, because this is at Goodison Park. It, in the words of the of Mark, who heads the Minnesota Toffees group, I just want to say, I expected 4-0, so what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a – that was a beatdown. That is that that is one of the um, – I'm, I'm trying to remember the last time – I don't know if I've ever seen a Merseyside Derby where Liverpool went into Goodison and just beat the ever-living shit out of Everton. And, and I feel like it perfect. happens more often than not, but, uh, you know uh, – Klopp? Klopp has never lost at Goodison Park, but he's also only ever won twice. He's like two, uh, four, you know, two, four, and oh, uh, at right. Goodison. So he's never lost there. Um, but it's, more often than not, they're like zero, zero, or one, one draws. Yes. They're like, they, they, you know, cheeky it, games with lots of hard tackles. Games. Um, not that this one wasn't like definitely, um, though, Everton, even though there's usually a talent gap that favors the Liverpool side. Usually at Goodison, it's a close game for whatever reason. It should have. I mean, honestly, they were, you know, Liverpool were up 2 nothing in 20 minutes inside of like 25 minutes. Could have been four or five um, inside those yes. first 25 yes. minutes. They, they, so. got lucky. They left some Liverpool players open inside the box, and you had a lot of chances early. We did. We did. So, you know, restoring order. The Merseyside is red again, so that is that's a good thing. But hey, you guys won a game today. We beat another. We beat a red team. We 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 beat, we beat Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, uh, in in spite like in spite of VAR, uh, I might add as well. Yeah, VAR took two goals away from a Charleston. Uh, thankfully, third time's the charm. But I mean, what is going to frustrate me is people maybe assuming that oh. They got rid of Marcel Brands. Marcel Brands came in as the director of football from PSV Eindhoven. And don't get me wrong, there needs to be a change. But I don't know if he was necessarily the problem. He was maybe part of the problem, but uh, he was the one that was doing a lot of the player acquisition scouting, or at least in charge of those departments. And, you know, one of uh, his people that he brought in, uh, Mari Gregg, he, he scores a goal. So, I don't know. Is, is, is he the problem? Was it a problem putting him on the board? I think anytime you put someone on the board who's also part of your technical staff, you know, what are you supposed to do when you need to talk about how the technical staff is doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you, uh, 11th board member, can you leave the room? Like, no, you don't do that. So it's, I don't know. that There, there probably needs to be more shakeup Everton. Uh, people hate on Benitez. I don't think he's the primary problem. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But we won a game. You did. So now you are... Thank you for listening to Everton Rants by MJ. You are only eight points away from a uh, Europa League spot, buddy. You You're know, also only eight, only eight points away from relegation. So... <laughs> I was going to say, we had dropped to like, you know, something like 16th 15th or 16th after the Liverpool. Uh, so yeah you were you guys were in uh, uh 16th place um yeah before this so, game so i feel a little better now but w with the squad we have and the injuries and re-injuries that keep on happening with the squad which just like Minnesota United is my injury team, my team that gets injured. Like, I don't need another injury team to cheer for, but I just – I don't know where we're going to pick up points. That's fair. I mean, you, you look – when you lose to a team like Brentford, uh, you know, a recently promoted Brentford team, 1-0, you're like, well, 
man, who, who are we going to win against? Arsenal. We're going to win against Arsenal. Uh, Mikel Arteta. He, Lord giveth and, and Arteta taketh away. Um, uh, apologies to Dan Wade. Sorry, not really sorry. <laughs> that's right. I forgot Dan's, a, Dan's an Arsenal fan. Um, well, Liverpool play Milan tomorrow in the uh, uh, in the final Champions League match. And then they have uh, the, the Stevie G Derby on uh, Saturday. Aston Villa oh, comes to oh. Merseyside for it comes to Anfield for yeah so that'll be interesting interesting game for Liverpool fans so all right guys that's it um we did it um this is only gonna be this will be less than an hour and a half for sure um probably closer (laughs) to like you know maybe 75 minutes so maybe uh, people want a longer podcast I know when I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm looking for a podcast (laughs) at least an hour-long episode okay Fair so enough. I'm just saying, maybe we've got a target market that you are overlooking in your haste. Uh, listen, people don't normally complain about the, the length of time. I'm just, I, it's personally for me, the longer we go, the the more time I have to spend downloading. He's a minute editing. man. So I'd rather, I'd rather get it done. Yeah, get it done quick. Big bang, though, boom. That's what he said. This is all a great improvement from the two hour plus pod that we had done in the past. I think some with, true. some with me, David, and, and Dan Wade, and, and some with with the old Dave. Oh, yeah. Um, that motherfucker would never stop talking, so. <laughs> All right. We're, Please. We're kind of a type. Rate and review the podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't ever, I don't, we don't read these. So whatever, say whatever subscribe. 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 Please subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Give us five stars. You can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't really care. Just give us five stars, I guess. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know at TDIKMN on Twitter. Please cover my feelings. I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. Uh, and Jess is at Jessica 1440839 or all right, we have been you, Dave. We have been the Daves I know. This is the Daves I know. Good job, guys. As you do yours, land here, become feet, cunt. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, y'all know